FDR Radio, and uh, we're a rather little unusual little radio show, not like all the other radio shows. We don't start out with music. We start out with me singing. So now I'm going to sing. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, dear Maxie. Happy birthday to me. And now, my darling wife, my beautiful wife, my smarter than me wife, <laughs> uh, Dr. Susie, oh is right across the way. Hi, darling. Just want a low hurdle to jump over. A low <laughs> hurdle. <laughs> well. Anyway. Is it working? Hi. Hi, hi, hi. It's my birthday. Happy birthday, birthday to me. Ha oh, I already sang that. Should I sing it again? No, better sure. not. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so, anyway, that's cool. Um, so, we're going to celebrate your birthday. Yeah. I have an introduction for you, but I don't think it's necessary. You don't need an introduction. No, no, no. no I need an introduction. <laughs> I, you know, all the good things I've done uh, and all the bad things I've done. I couldn't possibly list all the good things or all the bad things. Okay. Introduce, but I could try. Introduce me, darling. Ahoy there, mates and primates, all aboard Captain Max's birthday love train, and happy, happy, happy birthday, Max. Prince Maximilian Rudolf Leblevich de Lubkovitz de Phil and Jerry. That's right. Captain Max, the captain of my heart. See, Aww. I'm wearing his name Aww. right above my heart. And it actually says captain of my heart inside my wedding ring. Aww. Yeah. And he is the captain of my heart and captain of a lot of things except he's not a navy captain or anything like that or even I think a yacht captain but he is a total captain and the love of my life and so I'm very proud that he has reached this milestone I don't know if I should say the number Sure. Verging on the eighth decade, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, 78, if you can make it to 78, and be great, like Captain Max. If you can make it to 78 and be great. I would say you're winning, but that's like such a cliche. And Max is so much more than a cliché, which we will find out much more about tonight. It's also the seventh anniversary of the Bonobo Way. Yay! This book, The Bonobo Way, which is our baby, Captain Max's and mine, and I gave it to him seven years ago for his birthday. 
And this year, I gave him a new RV. Whee! Our new home. Anyway, Captain Max was born 78 years ago on November 8th, to be exact. It's his birthday weekend, if you're tuned in live. 1943, in a little hospital just right next to the Vatican, he was being attacked by the country he was soon to live in. But he was a peace baby, and he always has been, and a bonobo boy, and prince. Yes, Prince Maximilian is a descendant of many great princes and princesses on both his Lubkowitz and his Phil and Jerry side. And the most famous is probably Gaetano Phil and Jerry, who was a great Enlightenment philosopher who was friends with Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin and had a hand in the Declaration of Independence and life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which Prince Max has certainly taken up that scepter and pursued happiness. I kind of think he's also a descendant of Jesus and Mary Magdalene, and I'm going to get into that some other time, but... (laughs) The Phil and Jerry side, coming over from the south of France during the Albigensian Crusades. Very fascinating background, but back to Max himself. My husband, my primate, my great love. Max really has created for himself and for me a kind of amazing, wonderful life. It's just the most creative thing you could do. He has many creative talents, but I think creating a life is the most creative thing that he does. He's done so many revolutionary things in his life. We're going to find out more about a lot of them tonight, but I think the most important thing would be his work as a publisher, a pioneer publisher of the first reader-written media. Decades before the internet transformed media into almost all reader-written, aka social media, for better and for worse, Max was doing it back in the 70s. Reader-written magazines. The LA Star, Love, Hate, Finger, the Brentwood, blah, blah, whole different type of thing. And Beverly Hills, the magazine. And, you know, eventually with moi, Dr. Susan Block's journal in all of its different forms. And he's also produced the show, the Dr. Susan Block Show, Bedside Chats, and his own radio shows back in Italy. And co-founder of Bonoboville, our 
community that's virtual and real, and co-host of FDR, always fighting, although he's a lover, not a fighter. He can tell you many stories about laying down his arms and choosing not to fight, that is physically, even though he's a big guy and could be a good fighter, but he chooses to be bonobo. And yet, he does fight against fascism since he was born and against censorship since he was very young and of course against war and violence and for love, sex positivity, liberté, égalité, fraternité and the bonobo way. Captain Max. His whole life. He's my partner, he's my lover, he's my primate, and he's my hero. He's also my husband. And over the years, we've had many, many huge birthday shows, parties, orgies. But tonight, we're going to just focus in on the prince, the captain, the husband, the freedom fighter, the bonobo, the man. So, without further ado, Happy birthday, Captain! Thank you, darling girl. Hi, 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 hi. Okay, I want a list of all the people, my friends, that are not watching. That are not watching. watching. Okay. That is a challenge, but for your birthday, darling, anything. (laughs) Okay. So. So. How are you feeling on your birthday? Well, I'm uh, feeling actually uh, quite good. Uh, Everything is working. Um, Some of my systems are a little rickety, but for the most part, uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm glad. I am really glad to be here. Uh, I have gone through 78 years of war. I was born during the war. Yeah. We went to the Second World War, then we went to the Korean War, and then we went to the next war. Well, it's been the American century, and that's all about war. And uh, finally, finally, uh, this guy, uh, he writes to me all the time, by the way, uh, Joe. uh, Yes. He he always writes. Asks you for money. Yeah, asking for money. I, I, (laughs) I get it. 
And I got Trump writing to me asking for money. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, Maybe you should stay there. And harassed by the uh, Trumpers. See if you get some info. The Trumpers. Yeah, yeah no, they so ask everybody for money. 78 years of war. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Of murder and mayhem and killing and burning and, and a, a humanity that has is, is fallen to its lowest... Uh, level of, uh, of what could he say uh, level of humanity and why do you think that is um, well one of the things uh, that uh, drives this whole thing is really capitalism yes I agree. Uh, because unlike bonobos we don't want to share the, the, the abundance of the earth with other people we just want it all for ourselves. Yes. Whether it's water or gasoline or whatever it is, we want it for ourselves. We also want it for ourselves for the um, uh, for COVID too. We want all the uh, we want all the things to put in the arms. The vaccines. The vaccines, and, and we give some to the poor folks that we have made poor. The leftovers. Yeah, the leftovers go to them. That's where charity goes. Yeah. And That's why it's, we can't make it on just charity. For the most part, humanity is good. Certainly the worker ants try very hard to succeed in this capitalist world. Mm. And they work and they work and they work and they work. And then they're told if you work and you work and you work and you work, you will succeed. Maybe. Right. Maybe not. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably not. It's a squid you know. game. R- right. It's a little, yeah. Like Most people don't. Like the squid game. That is so depressing that I'm going to light a joint. Well, but <laughs> let's go back to you. This is your birthday, Captain right. Max. Or do you okay. w- would you prefer I call you Prince Max? No, no. Just Captain okay. Max is good. <laughs> it's Cap- and I want to tell you about the or captain. Mr. Max. I fell in love when I came to this country because I was seven years old and I was on this big ship yes. in the middle of the ocean and my parents used to go dancing at night just like the Titanic dancing and so on and I would sneak out of the room and I would go all around the, the ship oh. and then I found a little spot where I could watch into the ballroom where everybody was dancing another funny thing was going on during the whole trip I saw people running down, up and down the hallways, going from one room to another. That, oh. that looked very suspicious. There was something going on. Oh, yeah. I didn't figure that out until I was older. Why would people be running up and down the hallways on a ship in the middle of the ocean from one room to the other? They're playing musical beds. (laughs) Musical beds. Mattress madness. Anyway. (laughs) Strikes again. Right. It's constantly striking. So under the bridge of the ship, where the captain was on top there, I was down below. I was hardly high enough for the rail. So I had to kind of look up. And this ship would go into the water and out of the water and I would be sprayed. Wow. And I said, you know, one day I am going to be the captain of a ship. Well, 
you know, as hard as you try sometimes in life, I couldn't become a captain of the ship because I failed math. Oh, you I, have to navigate. Oh, oh, you have to navigate. You got, you got to add two and two together and five and five together. Yeah, but your teachers also told you that you would never be in journalism. They said and that, you became a publisher. That's correct. And a journalist. And so as I went on, I thought, well, I can't be a captain because I can't fucking, you know, add uh, two and two. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a captain's hat. Well, yes. You know, so now when I go to Trader Joe's every once in a while, I'm walking down the aisle and somebody salutes me. Uh. <laughs> And I feel great. Okay. And I salute back. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so basically, I can't afford a yacht anyway. So the captain hat helps me. And uh, this is sort of uh, a ship that, I, that I'm in. And, uh, and the ship is stuck in mud in the middle of Arcadia. And uh, we, have, uh, we have mattresses all over the ship. And, uh, and sometimes the ship is a train. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. We have a train, it's actually. It's kind of magical that yeah, way. It's a very, yeah, we have a train that actually runs through the ship. There you go. Wow, that's, that's quite Runs through the ship. Runs through the ship. And that's where we are right now. Where we have a little train track in the ship where we yeah, go around, around and around and around. And around and around from one room to the other. No, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a no, real ship. No, not in the corona apocalypse. Not like a not real, not like like a real ship. You had a fascinating uh, uh, Giovanni uh, voyage. Uh, yeah. You were a refugee. Yeah, I w well, I was I was kind of a refugee, but you see my dad was a uh, part of uh, He Ameri was a prince. No, he was part of American intelligence. But he was also a prince. Yeah, but yeah, but he was part of uh, American intelligence. Yeah. And uh, of course after the war, uh, he had to go hide because the first uh, the, the Nazis arrested him. Mm. And then Mussolini let him out. And then the, the Nazis arrested him again. And then he escaped because he was working in the hospital. So he got onto a truck with a bunch of dead bodies and, uh, and escaped. And then he went into hiding. And so when I was a little boy, I had no daddy. And when I say, where's my daddy? And my daddy's dead. Your, da your daddy died in the war. And, uh, wow, which was true of a lot of kids. So right. you just yeah. figured, okay. Correct. So and I'd you were surrounded by these wonderful ladies. I was surrounded by my aunt, uh, who was a really a tremendous, wonderful woman. And uh, her husband, Rafael, uh, who was a communist, a wonderful communist and artist and painter. And uh, he, uh, <laughs> who's this? Jose from Texas, gangbang question. He wants to know hey, if all those on? people that were going Hi. back and forth between oh. the rooms on the ship were actually gathering in one room to have a gangbang. Jose, I, I hate to, uh, I hate to, to ruin your, your, your fantasy. No, they weren't. Uh, th no. This was the husband going to the other person's wife, the other wife going to the other husband. 
it was like a religious church. Could have been a threesome going on uh, with or, the lights. Or, or yeah. That wasn't even my question, staff. though. Oh, what was your oh. question? Go oh. ahead, Jose. See, we get the wrong question. Okay. What was your question? Well, happy birthday, Max. Oh, thank but, you uh, so much. Now, my my question is: Do do women like to be involved with more than one guy? And if they are, do they like it at the same time? Well, that's what my receptionist interpreted as a gangbang, I guess. <laughs> but it wouldn't have to be. But yeah, kind of if it's at the same time. If they like more than no, one like guy BP. and they're getting two at once, maybe it's not a gangbang. Maybe it has to be three or more. But I guess with two, it's like a threesome. So I think a lot of women like yeah. that. It's difficult to coordinate so that everybody's happy. But I do think uh, it's a fantasy that a lot of women enjoy, the idea of m many men, you know. But it, like I said, the reality is often a little tough to coordinate. But I've coordinated it, so it can be done. Well, I mean, I think someone, uh, yeah. listen, after being uh, in this work for many, many years, uh, some women like it. Some women don't, Ooh. you know. Uh, right. and it, it depends mm. on, on the individual and their experience, you know. Now, there's some guys that have three mm -hmm. penises, so you don't need the other men. He's some kind of god. <laughs> like an, in, but like there a is a, a kind <laughs> of a bonobo aspect to this, yes. I think, that I will bring up, because it is the seventh anniversary of the bonobo way, which I gave to Max on his birthday seven years ago. And the bonobos certainly enjoy all kinds of sex, but many primates, when the female is excited or in heat, then, yeah, she might have sex with more than one male. And in the case of bonobos, also have sex with females. So mm -hmm. it's like, hey, you're on a roll. Let's party. <laughs> you know, I think that that was probably true of humans back in the day. The day being before the advent of farming and greed and capitalism and before yesterday right do you enjoy it though i enjoyed it when i did it it's not like i i'm looking for one right at the moment but i have enjoyed yeah. it yes oh yes the most guys i had at once you mean in one like just me with a bunch of guys i had at the six, same time six. yeah damn it yeah damn. Damn. That was fucking hot. Damn. it was hot Damn. One here, one there, one here, one in the hands, and, and one, wow. a couple waiting. And huh. I was kind of the belle of the ball, and they were all very nice. It was, it was not anything violent. You know, a lot of people hear that term gang bang, it and sound it sounds like bang bang. Like, yeah. first of all, the woman is being held against her will. And I'm not saying that that doesn't go on, and it is terrible right. if that is done in any kind of non-consensual way. It's terrible. It's best if the woman is in charge and says, okay, now you. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you put that here. Mm -hmm. Now let me do this to that. And it's a lot of fun if everybody cooperates and everybody's friendly, and you don't ask anybody to do anything they don't want to do, or if you do and they say no, then you can move on. It's a, about being polite, which I think is sort of a lack of politeness in our society Absolutely. these days. So I hesitate to even suggest anything unconventional, but 
I will say I had a great time doing it. I haven't done one of them for quite a while, but when Max and I fantasize, he often plays the part of several different men, don't you, honey? I certainly do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, he plays. Uh, I'm a manly man with three personalities. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. I'm a mess. (laughs) Well, it's fun to imagine. Oy, oy. Oy, different oy. What about the eating ass part, though? Do girls like their ass eating? Uh, okay. Whoa. Uh, All right. Some girls, one question enough. Yeah, one question is enough. I have to have talk. He's oh, talking about his I, birthday now. I have lost. Wait a minute. I, I need well, to he's talk. He's going to eat cake. Excuse me. Maybe. I'm, I'm going to excuse me. I'm going to talk to some of these people. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, Jose. Thank you, Jose. Yeah, thank you, Jose. Yeah, thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. And I want to talk to, uh, where are, what are you here? What happened? Uh, Giovanni. Giovanni Cabrera. Giovanni. Giovanni. You can call us. Yes, you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Giovanni. That's your cousin. No, no, no. No, no uh, not your cousin. Not my cousin. It sounds like it could be your cousin. Everybody in Italy is called Giovanni. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, cousin, but, but it's, I like Giovanni. Giovanni, this any Giovanni could call at 626-461-5212. And that's where we are. So, and Max is now contemplating whether he will share his birthday with a caller. Well, okay, there's a caller on the line, and he's, uh, it's Dave M. Uh, from... Uh, California. Hello, All right, Dave I'm going to connect uh, Dave M. Here we go. Okay. okay. Hello, Hi, uh, Dave, Dave M. You are on yeah. the show. Hi, Dave. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Cap- Captain Bat? Yep, speaking. <laughs> there he is. Fantastic. I have uh, two, one question first sure. for you, sir. Yes. And yes. then two quick ones for your wife. I get two. Two for her. Well, she has two breasts, but I have two balls. So. ha, ha, ha. Well, we're, that's we're even. So go ahead. Ask, of the sex is, ask me now, my, my question. question yes. Yes, Captain Max. This yes. it's about it's about your birth. Now, in 1943, when you were born, the Vatican was surrounded by Nazi-occupied Rome. Exactly. That's okay? correct. Yes. In 19, the Americans didn't get there until January, June 5th, 44. Now, my question is. I assume that your family left sometime after the Americans arrived. Well, the Americans, first of all, never bombed. Neither did the Nazis actually bomb Rome. Right. It was an open city. Right. right. It was an open city because of the Vatican being there. And, oh, you know, I didn't know because of the Vatican. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was because uh, of the Vatican. And you can imagine and all Nazis these. did not go into that, right. These Catholics right, would have gone bananas if they killed the Papa. Or even the statues. Yeah, or the statues, you know. So, but for the rich kids, uh, of which I was sort of rich, kind of rich, uh, sort of uh, rich enough, uh, we stayed in that hospital there because everybody was panicked over the Germans, the Americans. Nobody knew what was going to happen. So, so finally, they sent me off to Switzerland. So that I would be away from, uh, the, you know, the bombs and the Nazis and yeah. people running Yeah, but how did you, okay, 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 sir, <laughs> yeah. how did you get to Switzerland? 
How did I get to Switzerland? My mother put her me on her back, and we went over the Alps. <laughs> Are you? you did you walk? Maybe it was a train. Uh, did you take a train? There's I, some, Susan, there's I don't remember. I don't remember. He doesn't remember. Uh, you're, you're, did you there's swim? some military secret. Yeah, well, yeah. my father, I mean, did, did, my father was a spy. He was actually okay. an American spy, and that's actually how. Right. We got to America Maybe he went after, in a car. after the war. You know, it's like Afghanistan. So he was helping the Americans with information because he was uh, uh, he had infiltrated basically Mussolini, and uh, huh. yeah. <laughs> and he spoke a lot of languages. Yeah, and he spoke eight languages. And wow. I, I remember that uh, one of the things that I'm still trying to find, and I don't know if my brother stole it or who got it, but. There's some great pictures of my father with Mussolini on the deck of a ship. On, on Are the... you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. Wow. And I'd that like to always, see those. always stuck in my mind. And my brother says he doesn't have it. Nobody has it. Somebody has it. Uh, you know, it's like uh, Bonoboville. It's like Ooh. Bonobo nobody. <laughs> nobody did it. This okay. On my... <laughs> nobody knows. Anything else? So that was one question, and now well, you I guess you answered. I guess you answered my question about how you got from the Vatican to the Switzerland definitively, sir. <laughs> so it's been an honor speaking to you. Very, uh, and you have a you have a podcast too, right? Me. Uh, this is your podcast. This is kind of my podcast that I share with my wife. Well, don't you have a day podcast? Uh, a day podcast? I have a day bed. Oh, it's good. I, <laughs> No, it's not. Mattress. Now, I'm trying to be serious. Yeah, okay. But okay. don't you... Uh, no, I, I don't. I may have read that wrong. I thought you had your own podcast. No, no, I don't. I don't. Millions of people have asked me <laughs> to do one, but uh, I have always felt very shy about it. And, uh, you know, well, I'm not, you I, know, with your knowledge of politics and your deliberations and ruminations, <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting there going, this guy's better than his wife. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Them's fighting words, no, Nadia. No, You're going to talk to her. It's your birthday. <laughs> dang, dang. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Captain Max, can you turn me over? I'm going to turn you uh, over to my wife. After that remark? After, after that, like, uh, yeah. You are in serious God trouble. God bless you, sir. Okay, Dr. Dr. Susie. You've got Dr. Susie well, now. okay. Go for it. This is Dr. Susie. Yes. Dr. Susie. So, okay. who am I, I speaking to? Tell me, me your not. name again. David. Well, David. I'm David M. David. David M., the hopeless David M. from Dana Point. You talked yes. to me about two Dana weeks Point. ago. All right. And I'm hopeless, all right? Okay. Yeah, now, yeah. And now, first of all, Dr. Susie, okay, uh, your captain's hat is sexy as hell. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, it's what okay. Captain Max put on my head. The first the time we had a video like camera in my studio, right. so for old time's sake. So, mm. so anyway, um, what what I thought I might call back is what happened to me, uh, unbeknownst to everybody down there, was that uh, I would have had to go in the hospital, okay, just a, just a few days before I called you. Oh wow! Mental hospital. Mental stressed. hospital. Uh, 
Did you say mental yeah. hospital? Oh, yeah, that's okay. I've been in mental hospitals. I like them. Yeah, but anyway. Met a hot chicken call, there. Yeah, but that was the old yeah. days. That yeah. was pre-Reagan. Right. Now the mental hospitals <laughs> are no fun anymore. But anyway. They don't give you that uh, electroshock stimulation. Right. So, anyway, what happened? You're not even okay. going to let me give you No, 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 no. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to, you keep going, I'm going to initiate a ritual of self-mutilation. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, go ahead. Anyway. Yes. Anyway. You want? No, fuck. No. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, anyway, I got out of the hospital five days. My cat escaped from my neighbor and, uh. Uh, to be, to, I started on the suicide line for about a week, and that was going, and I didn't want to be alone, and there's no doubt in my life I would have taken, I, there's no doubt I would have taken my life, but I had the wild idea of talking to these sex lines, and I found your institute, I tapped it, uh, had a session with Danielle, wow. and man dropped me out of my womb immediately, and I Good. became a pest, saying, Holy oh, yeah. That's great. But I want to Bravo, tell you, Dr. Susie, your, your fine staff from the bottom of my heart, nice. I Thank shall you. be grateful to you forever. Thank you Aww, so much. Well, yeah, just, that really warms my max captained heart. Yeah. Really does. Well, that's, that, Thank you that's for telling us I'm, that. I mean Thank you yeah, for sharing I mean that publicly because I'm alive some today, people literally because wouldn't. You're, you're alive. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Now, uh, so what were you saying? You're so alive me, today. I, yeah, absolutely. If, if I hadn't called you guys, I would have, and I know how to do it. Uh, they ask, you know, if there are weapons around, all I got to do is, is snap a CD in half, put it into my arms, put it across, the blood will pop out, and fast, <laughs> you'll be dead before the optic impulse can reach the brain. All right. So listen, we we love what we do. We we don't do this. We charge money. We charge actually a lot of money, but we don't take sponsors. We 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 don't uh, scam you. We don't overcharge, and we care from the bottom of our hearts. It's uh, unbelievable how how kind you were to me, and what such a pest I was. I emailed a bunch of shit. Yeah, I mean, I was a pest, and I, I'm ashamed of myself now. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no. It's all part of your process. And <laughs> Boy, shame is an aspect of sexuality in our society. It but, certainly uh, is. Anyway, I, I wanted to know that, and whoever is listening, let me say this again, that David M. of Dana Point is alive because he got lucky and stumbled onto someone who could help him. Dr. Wow. Susie and her fine staff. Wow, thank wow. you so much. Thank, thank you. you so much. Wow. Well, thank you. you. And a big part of my fine staff is my smarter than me husband. She knows she's smarter than me. Who <laughs> is celebrating his birthday tonight. Oh, really, seriously. Birthday. He is such a big part of everything we do. He's the captain of the right. ship, but I'm the admiral. Yeah, she's yeah. the admiral. Well, oh, yeah, well, well, you are the admiral, Susie. <laughs> I, I, I want to thank you for respecting your husband. But yeah. uh, now let's get into it, okay? Okay, right. so that was a statement that wasn't a question. 
but that's right. okay. That but big... you're starting to run out of airtime. <laughs> so unless you right. have a quick question, we'll talk again maybe next Oh, you want to keep talking okay. about how well, wonderful we, we are? Maybe then... yeah. <laughs> next week. But let me quickly yeah. say this. I, Dr. Susan, I told you I suffered from hypersexuality. You told me that that wasn't even appeared in the DSM book. Yes. But today I found out that for the last 15 years, what they told me I was diagnosed with is not what you, the Mayo Clinic, says because it equates it to sex addiction. So let me call back another time. Fair enough? Fair right. enough. You, sex addiction, you. hypersexuality, those are all just marketable May. buzzwords. Right. That really right. aren't pathologies. They they aren't conditions. I mean, yeah, maybe but, you right. can relate to those words. I mean, I'm not against no, no, words, no, no, no. No, but they're not no. diagnoses. No, no. So okay, no. so we'll talk next me. week. Yeah, we'll talk next week. I'll tell you. Okay. Right. To be continued. <laughs> okay, you take All care. Right. Thank you, you so care. much for sharing. Yeah, that was nice. Your, okay. I guess we can call it a success story, having experienced. You know, therapy uh, with the Dr. Susan Block Institute on Captain Max's ship of fools. For you life. know, depending on how horny I was, the, the more I was a sex addict, mm-hmm. all I could think about is sex. Where do I put this thing? How do I put it in there? Where do I put it? And how do I find it in order to put it in there? Right? Right. So That's and an then, important factor. Yeah, that was like when I was a young man, because then I spent some time in the theater in Italy with hookers. I, I would travel uh, <laughs> around yes, Italy. Yes, okay, well, I'm going to now move the camera around oh, while you oh, travel yeah, around so that we can show you the birthday this boy. This is very uh, latest technology here. Yes. Camera, okay, so... Anyway, I don't know where I was, but I got oh the hookers. So (laughs) I I got laid. I got got laid a lot. Yeah. After that, yeah. After that, my sex addiction went away for a while, until I met you. Yeah, you know, I don't like calling it sex addiction. I'm I'm just paraphrasing. I'm doing that. (laughs) I think people do have different levels of desire. And different types of sex they like, but we are all sexual beings. And our kissing cousins, the bonobos, are also all sexual. And by the way, the bonobo way makes a great holiday gift. Gift. And a change of life gift. If yes, you, if Captain you follow, Max. If you a follow. change of life gift. Yeah. And for us, it's been a gradual change of life through our separate lives and then our lives together and then discovering the bonobos who are this highly endangered, very special kissing cousins of ours. And in these times of divisive, amosexual violence and climate catastrophe, the message of the bonobo way of peace through pleasure female empowerment, male well-being, sharing resources, and eco-sexual engagement with our environment is more important than ever. Without, without the spaceship that we're on, 
the environment. We can't fly in space. Right. Yeah, the, this is our safety. It's so funny to watch these penis-shaped Rockets. spaceships go up a little ways in the sky and s- spend billions of dollars, essentially, yeah. on the endeavor and also cough up a lot of pollution. It, um, so uh, a, a, a one of our therapists is also on here, Erica, and uh, I just wanted to say uh, to Erica and to, to, to you, to oh, me, yeah. you know, people ask me all the time, why do you, why in your life have you fought so hard, been imprisoned, been discriminated against? Why do you want to deal with sex? Well. Yeah. Wow. First of all, it's fun. Ha ha. There you go. That's number one. Number one. As a male, it's good for the penis. It's also good for the head. It makes you more of a person, a more rounded person. You know. Secondly, we live in a society of pain and bad breath and underarm odors. We got all kinds of problems <laughs> in, in, in this society. And so pleasure, pleasure, I want to give you pleasure. I'm a, I'm, I just want you to take a moment in your life and just feel some pleasure. That's it. Now we charge for that, you know, because you got to pay for everything. And uh, and by the way, we got to pay for uh, who was that guy? The last president, not this president, the other guy, the Trumper guy. Did he make a fucking mess? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so we love what we do, and when I hear a call like that, and uh, as I used to read the letters that came into my newspapers, my sex magazines. And I read those letters. I knew why I love my work. Uh-huh. Well, that's because important. Because of the pleasure that it brings other people. And that's why you love to publish. Yeah. It also brings the cops. It brings the cities. It brings, the, it brings all these people who are all like, oh, 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 freaking out over sex and being associated with sex. Right now we have the city inspectors. Oh yeah, the city inspectors. City inspectors love sex. They, they have They're been fascinated to, to every building I think that we've been in. They have come, but most of them aren't like the Arcadia building inspectors. You know, Ooh. they got rabid people in there. That's <laughs> right, uh, and uh, so. That's why I do it, because I want to give pleasure, and you're not going to fucking stop me. I'm going to do what I'm going to do until I drop dead. And that's okay. Then somebody else will do it. Right? Okay, I'm done with that. Ask me some questions. Okay, well, you did want to talk about your publishing history. Ah, okay. That's one thing that you told me before the show. I love to talk about that. (laughs) And tell things. 
that no one and knows except me. I certainly want you to enjoy yourself on your birthday. Well, and I certainly am, and I think I'm going to have an 805. Uh, 805, 805 is behind me. Can you give me a beer? Yeah, yeah thank sure. you. Uh, so, okay, so when I came to this country way long ago in 19... In, 19, in 1951, uh, um, I didn't speak English. Um, I was Italian, so that was not too good during that time. And um, I settled down in uh, Montclair, New Jersey. And one time Montclair, New Jersey was the richest zip code in the country, it was full of industrialists who had offices in New York and Pennsylvania and so forth. So I went to George Innes uh, Junior High School and um, George Innes Junior High School. And uh, it was a, an interesting school. The, the, the art teacher was of course gay, which was great. Uh, the math teacher was having sex with someone else. Uh, and at that time, Peyton Place, you guys are probably too young to remember Peyton Place, except for perhaps the, um, the show on television. You could Google it. Yeah, you can Google it and find out. So Peyton Place came out, and Peyton Place was like outraged everyone. Everyone, so I wasn't good in English, and I wasn't good in math. But there were two girls there that to this day I hold in my heart. Donna Horowitz and Bonnie Kellner. Two nice Jewish girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were my friends. I, I was Italian. I was not, you know, I was not, wasn't quite like a white person. I mean, I look white, but just being Italian you experienced discrimination. Yes, uh, experience I still do. And um, so um, they would help me with my English and with my math and, and stuff like that. And they would uh, invite me actually to the, to the uh, holy days. Of the, uh, the I always feel days. that they were my predecessors because <laughs> they were... Nice Jewish girls yeah. Yeah. helping you with your schoolwork. Right. Which is one reason you're always telling people that I'm smarter than you. Because you're thinking of Bonnie Kellner. Well, they were both smarter than me. In fact, I would say that most people are smarter than me. <laughs> except. Well, that makes it a very low bar for no, no, you. No, no, no. Common sense. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, we talk about common sense. But isn't that being smart? No, I don't know. No, no. It's just a common sense that you have. A sense of dignity of some sort, mm. a sense of, you know. Anyway, so Donna comes to me and she says, uh, uh, listen, uh, Mickey, everybody called me Mickey because in 1951, when I came over, they couldn't say Maximilian for some reason. <laughs> so they said, you know, we're going to call you Mickey. And so I was Mickey for many years. That was another, that was my Mickey part of my life. We all have these different lives. So she says, I'm writing a book. It's just like Peyton Place, except 
It's about George Ennis Jr. High, the math teacher with her bullet bras rubbing against boys. The art teacher, he's gay. He's going with so-and-so. I said, you're going to write that? <laughs> yep. And she says, and you are going to mimeograph it for me. Because we didn't have printers or photocopiers. We had these little wax sheets about this long that you put into this thing and you, <laughs> and you turned it. And, and the ink was always purple for some reason. I don't know, you know, you couldn't bold anything. You know, it was like, okay. So <clears throat> that was my first uh, publishing uh, job right. uh, that, uh, that I Payton had. Payton Place and was in given Montclair, New Jersey. In Montclair, New Jersey, 1956, 57, during the Sputnik era. It was quite an yes. interesting time. By the way, do you know how big Sputnik was? Does anybody know? I'm just Bigger than Jeff Bezos' little thing. It was this big. Oh, really? It was smaller than Jeff Bezos' little thing. It was a, about a little bigger than a football. Uh, right. I think I've heard that. With a bunch but of I forgot. <laughs> antennas. Right. It was a wee-wee. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very tiny. So this is cool, and it's 1950s. The school doors aren't even locked, okay? And there's no security guards. There's no cameras. There's no nothing. There's the, the, uh, there's the Italians out in the back, and they're doing whatever they're doing. And I'm going through the uh, arts and crafts in the woodworking room. I always would leave one of the windows open. And I would sneak in, and I would go up to the, to the, uh, um, to the principal office. Uh, Mr. Edgerton, I still remember your name, Mr. Edgerton. You were a big guy, huh? I remember that. I sat in your office with my dad. Oh, you're probably dead by now, so I don't know why I'm telling you that story. So I'm going in there, and I'm every night, I'm going, and the book's getting bigger and bigger, and finally we have the first couple of books, you know. And then suddenly one night I'm in there doing this, and then come the principal, and secretary, who is, of course, head of supplies. What's going on with all the mimeograph paper? There's no mimeograph paper left in the school, <laughs> in the school office. Have you been doing anything, Mickey, with the mimeograph paper? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I uh, know. Actually, I don't know even how I got here. <laughs> uh, so I'm okay. Uh, anyway, they suspended me from school. I got busted because of this uh, wonderful book that now had spread all over the fucking school with mimeograph paper <laughs> that came out of the principal's office. Was Donna Horowitz also busted? No, she wasn't. No one knew that no she wrote knew. it. No, and I kept... You kept a, her secret. As a good publisher. You were not a rat. Well, as a good publisher and as... Uh, what's his name? WikiLeaks. I, I don't want to compare myself to him, but... Uh, free you know, Julian Assange. Right. Free him. Well, yeah. He's a publisher, too. Right, exactly. And you can compare yourself. I mean, his situation is 
quite dire, dire and it was very yeah. international, but certainly you are also a publisher who has been persecuted for simply publishing the well, truth. You know, being I, I think being uh, 16 months uh, in, uh, in uh, ACI, the Adult Correctional Institute, Cranston, Rhode Island, uh, Rhode Island, you go. And uh, wasn't fun either. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was downright Well, before scary. I have you go on to more yeah, stories, sure. should I read some of these comments? That oh, have yeah, come yeah, in? yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Should I? Uh, uh, well, uh, wait. If they say anything that you that, don't like, that doesn't sound like they don't like me. There are some things that do kind not play of that. a little bit disagree with us. Oh, okay. Read them to me. Let okay. me have them. All right. So should I turn the camera back to me or sure. leave it on you? Well, whatever you want. This is No, I mean, you know, it's your birthday. It's self-service camera. I just thought there could be a little variety. But <laughs> there's a lady named Hippie Chick. Hippie Chick. She was on. Actually, her name is Totally Hippie. Yeah. Totally Hippie. Totally Hippie. Wasn't she on last week? That's not one of our fake ones, right? <laughs> I don't think so. I hope not. Hi, I don't think chick. they. We do have a few fake yeah, ones. Yeah. Max just blew our. No, no, cover. no. Well, they all we do. do. We do. We have some people out we, there seeding yeah, but we, the right. conversation, but I don't want them to put those people on here. Yeah. And I don't think this is one of our people, totally dot. Well, hippie. it doesn't matter. I, I just saw her last week. I don't think so. Well, I, okay. I Hi, uh, darling hippie. What, uh, what's up? What's going on? She what says, are? conscious capitalism is the way. Conscious. Conscious cap capitalism. It's responsible capitalism, yes, is, is the way. Controlled capitalism with some limits of humanity and giving back to the world. Uh, Who's conscious? Yeah. Who's conscious are we going to rely on? Because if we're going to rely on Elon Musk's conscious. conscience or consciousness, he's yeah. very conscious. Yeah. Hey, he puts out some clever memes. You know, he's the first one to point out the balls in the Blue Origin yeah. balls. Throws garbage into space. And then he throws garbage <laughs> into space, drives it around in a fancy car and we're going to trust his conscious capitalism okay to some extent but obviously he has uh, come to the point where he's got a trillion dollars so I don't think that that consciousness is very helpful to the rest of humanity it's a waste of money and he's no less conscious than anybody. I don't think anybody could say they could be more conscious. So therefore, we shouldn't just put it in the hands of these billionaires. We should tax them. And instead, what are we doing? We're giving them more tax breaks. Hey, props to Joe for getting the infrastructure bill passed. That's right. And leaving Afghanistan. But... What is happening with all these tax cuts for the rich? This really sucks. How, how are we going to get anywhere? The <clears throat> gap is growing and growing. I mean, when Max was born in 1943, 
There were a billion and a half people. Yeah, and how many of them were billionaires? <laughs> oh, I'm making that sign that people are going to think I'm saying white power, and I'm not. I just meant to say a zero. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> there were no billionaires. Billionaireing is a new problem, and now we have a trillionaire. A trillionaire. So we got to stop it. So I guess theoretically, who's consciousness? You're cool, but. You know, the consciousness is... Whose consciousness? Well, she says, we believe that business is good because it creates value. Uh, also Actually, it also creates cancer. Yeah. It also creates disease. It also creates a whole bunch of awful things that I personally have lived through from the goodness of the capitalists who have given me these things. Well, not only that, but it's it's not always the good things that make the money. It's not always like certainly taking care of sick relatives at home. People don't get paid for that. And that's a really good thing. That's a thing that needs to be done. And we don't pay enough if we pay at all for that. And what do we pay for? Things that pollute the environment, like... Big oil, plastic, that's what we pay for. So I don't think just because we pay for something that that makes it good. I mean, it's a factor, it's a factor. No, capitalism is, is first of all, uh, capitalism. She almost sounds this totally hippie. I don't know if it's a she. Why that's do I think it's a I'm she? I'm a hippie too. So. I think it could be a he. Yeah. But this person sounds a little libertarian. It, yeah. They okay. say, okay. it is ethical because it's based on voluntary exchange. It is noble because it can elevate our existence. You know what? My existence is elevating just Wait a minute, here. wait a minute. I think Just enjoying myself. Actually, I get the most elevated existence when I'm having an orgasm. Yeah. And that costs nothing and takes very little skill. Yeah, and, ele and elevation... Money does not elevate anything. You know, many years ago, when I left this country because the FBI was after me, <laughs> and I went to, uh, I went to Holland, and um, what was I talking about? Well, we were talking about capitalism. Oh yeah, capitalism. Um, how conscious I, can okay. it be? So capitalism is like a cancer. In the old capitalism, here's what capitalism was. It was the shoemaker in the little village. And he decided his hours or her hours. He decided or she decided how much to charge for the shoes that he made. And he could work when he wanted and when he didn't want. It has nothing to do with the exchange of goods and uh, even nothing is even about capitalism. Nothing, yeah. zero. <laughs> nothing is, is zero. There's nothing. And it's very often a squid game. Yeah. Maybe everybody doesn't get shot quite like That's that. And also, but they get eliminated yeah. from and the race to billionaireness or celebrityhood. Worse yet, they get eliminated by the the poison that the capitalism puts in the air. Oh yeah. Just That's to part of the elimination. Just to make money. 
just to make money. They kill us. And, and thousands of people die from their pollution. And yes, we're all part of it. We're all part of it because we've all been enslaved by the great corporate world. And the answer from those people in the corporate world is always some form of work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, you'll succeed. Mm. The fucking problem is if you work hard and you work hard and you work hard and you work hard and then you're 90 and you're broke, that ain't funny. Gold watch. Oh, gold watch, right. I have never been part of the corporate world, but I contemplated it. And you really saved me from that, Captain Max, by helping me to see another way to live in this world. And, and I'm not against capitalism. I'm, I'm, fi- I'm the ultimate capitalist. Well, we have to be. Yeah, we have to be. But at what level do you want to do damage? And so I appreciate what she's saying, or he, yeah. or they, that capitalism needs to be conscious. I mean, obviously we have it now. A lot of people can't envision a society without it. It needs to be controlled like Europe. Well, yeah. It needs to be controlled like Europe. A little bit of socialism, a pinch of socialism, which we already have. We have it. It's just we don't have it for everybody. We have it for the military. We have it for Wall Street. We have it in California for some people. We have health care. Yeah. Should I read some other comments? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Everybody took the camera away. Oh. That's okay, sweetie. I was going to read some comments. Go ahead, my dad. Okay. So... Ganesh says hello from India. <laughs> oh, yes. Hey, hi. I saw you the other day. Uh, I ran across paths uh, with you. We also have, I- I'm going to say Erica. Erica, our therapist. Yes. Who uh, said she did three guys at once and it was fun. Harkening back to our gangbang question. Yes. But I got you beat, Erica. Although Erica... <laughs> has me beat in so many ways as a therapist and a fantasy role player. She is fantastic. And you can talk to her and do webcam with her through the Dr. Susan Block Institute. Now we also have another person, I'm not sure if this is someone I know, named One Sweetness. One underscore sweetness. Ah. And this is in blue. Where does that mean it's from? Does that mean it's not from Facebook? I'm not sure where, what the blue means. I think it's, I think it's Instagram, but okay. or it could be... Can you look it up? It doesn't seem like a Facebook name, One Sweetness. So this person can, can says... You, can you look up her profile? Let us know. Um, uh, one Sweet, yeah,ness. But we don't know what show it's... Oh, what platform? Oh, oh, oh. Well, the yeah, platform. okay. okay. Uh, if you put in uh, One Sweetness, or probably in, in Instagram. Instagram. It's Instagram. Well, okay. anyway, she says... Yeah. Well, actually, it just all disappeared. Oh, no, oh. here it is. Uh, I need to get signed back up to be a therapist. It's been so long. Oh. Love you, Dr. Susie. Love always to the bonobos. And who is this? This is... One, one sweetness. sweetness. One sweetness. One sweet 
underscore. Underscore. This. What does that mean? I underscore. Don't know. Not under. But then she says yes. I think she's responding to something here. Dr. Susie's therapist without borders is life. I think it had to do with that caller saying that when he called the the therapist um, for services, it saved his life. It helped him oh, in a different so mindset. Maybe the emphasis yeah, that is that might be about that. Dr. Yeah. Susie's therapist okay, without so borders is life. Right. And I do remember right. talking to him now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said we talked, and at first I wasn't sure. He had such a strong voice, like yeah, a radio announcer. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. I was going to say, are you at radio? But then I realized, oh, I've talked to him, but I don't talk about private calls. But he wow. did. He wanted to. He wanted to share that. Sometimes... You just do. And we appreciate that because most people that call the Institute, you know, they want to keep it private. Yeah. And we understand that. Yeah. And, and they should know that, uh, you know, like, uh, who is it, farmers, you're in good hands here. We take, we take good care of you. There's real people. We don't do, we're not psychiatrists, we're not psychologists. We're sex educators, sex therapists. And our goal is to make your life more pleasurable for yourself, for your mental self, so you don't need to freak out, and for your physical self, that you don't masturbate too much and hurt your penis. Okay? So. Or that you (laughs) masturbate enough. (laughs) Mostly our society tells you not to do that, and sometimes people need permission and need help, need to understand what to do. Especially, let me say, women. Because men almost always know how to come. Of course, they don't know how to get a partner or how to get the best orgasm, maybe, or how to control their orgasm. But women don't even know how to have an orgasm quite often and can benefit from a little helping guidance. I was going to say hand, but we don't actually put hands on you. We talk to you. We give you the helping hand of the voice. <laughs> so we have a throwback tonight. Yeah, right. Talk about Our that. Our throwback is from 2016 when the show occurred on November the 5th. We celebrated your birthday and the anniversary of the Bonobo Way. What was it, like the fourth anniversary? And we celebrated, remember, remember the 5th of November, V, without the violence. Okay? That's what you are to me, the revolutionary without the violence. And it's quite a show. It's really quite amazing. There's an electric feeling in the air because it was right before the election that happened on your actual birthday, November 8th, which was so harrowing. It was Torture Tuesday. It was awful. And yet this was this fabulous, orgiastic night, and we are playing it as a throwback tonight 
and all through the week. Yeah, and you can see me uh, when I was younger. Let's see more, you now. More handsome. <laughs> so, what are your future plans? Now well, my future plans are um, to make more magazines. Publishing? Publishing, yeah, yeah. And, and this is part of the publishing. And uh, I was going to say, do you feel you're more of a publisher or a radio? Uh, you know, um, I used to think radio is sort of a lightweight kind of media uh, until I met Willem, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I did my first uh, my first radio shows in a little village with 3,500 people, and um, <clears throat> I did a show there at a little radio station, and we programmed it uh, uh, after midnight, and started but and then nine in the morning, and uh, the, the station was a pirate station. It was owned by a, an optometrist but a real fascist, Nazi kind of guy. Forget Liberté and Liberté, <laughs> any of that. This guy was a Nazi. Uh, a, a nice man, very nice man, you know. Here's the funny part. He never, ever, ever, ever censored us. Well, he wasn't such a Nazi then. Well, yeah, but his political side was a Nazi. He was very right-wing. <coughs> yeah. But he was more libertarian, maybe. Y you he know, let you say whatever you wanted. I guess. I had another printer that did that, too. Another person that did that. Anyway, it's very interesting. Yes, I see myself as, as a, uh, you know, publishers to, to kind of figure out what you actually do. Uh, I just like making magazines, like people make shoes, and also they're very permanent. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, you want to leave your, li your, your mark on life, so there's only several ways to do it. You have to write a book that never ends, that, you know, that every generation reads. You know, you, you have to be Jesus Christ, maybe, in that legend. And... Um, uh, so, um, well, it's important for you to leave your mark, and right. it's true. And that there's only so many ways, and print doing it through print is, is one, one of way. Them. Right, right. And there are many ways, actually, these days. A lot of things are recorded. But do you ever fear that climate catastrophe will just wash it all away or burn it all up? Uh, Yes, because if we really look at the world and we look at history, libraries have been buried and whole cities have been buried. and whole, So it's, you don't know how long you have. We're going to hit a fucking asteroid <laughs> and then ba-boom. You know, we're like a puff of smoke. So, but that's what people try to do. They try to, there is a genius that sent cars into space and how long that story will last, we don't know, you know. Or they try to be part of a team that does something yeah. great. Right, like that. That, right. And d doing something great is very simple. Live a good life. Don't hurt anyone. Mm. You know, 
You don't need to be a capitalist to be rich. You're going to have a fucking heart attack. Or you're going to get cancer or some other stupid thing is going to happen. But live a good life, don't hurt anyone is certainly not the capitalist credo. <clears throat> That's uh, all about greed is good. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no, I know, I know, it's, it's real so good. So do you uh, think that that's but really why, changing why, now? Why, you know, they say greed is good, but uh, tell me where it's good. good it's ruining the planet. I don't think it's good, but okay. obviously that was the credo in America and kind of throughout the world for several decades at least. And maybe we can say centuries. It's just that the capitalist system really sunk and, and, in and, and discovered oil about a century ago. And we enslaved people. If you want to go back to before enslaving, you really do go to the Bonobo Way. You go to our hunter-gatherer origins when we were not owners of anything. The only reason to enslave people is because you own property and you need them yeah, to course. work the property. Right. right, right. So, so that might be what happens after the apocalypse. There might be just a few humans left. Sometimes I think about that. And, then and that they might have a bonobo way of and being. And then Timothy Leary drop out. We only have a few more minutes, right, right. really. Okay. Uh, and I do want to wish everyone out there a... Happy birthday. It's not everyone's birthday. Well, but some people are, and they'll go, wow, that's the guy's genius. How do you well, know it was my birthday? certainly if you are celebrating your birthday, we want to be part of it. And happy birthday, Scorpios. We know you're still waters run deep. And we also want to wish you a naughty November. And back to you, birthday boy. All righty. Hey, thanks a lot. Um, it's a long story. Hope you enjoyed uh, this part of it. Um, yeah, check out uh, our shopping. Uh, don't spend too much. Unless you have a lot of money, then you can give us as much as you want. And uh, we've got some uh, uh, strange and interesting things uh, that, and most of, and everything else, uh, all our stuff is basically free, okay? So you kind of, we pay in advance, right? So, hey, you can donate, you take care. And do you have final birthday words of wisdom or fun i got five minutes yeah okay i'm, I'm glad you oh we started late 10 okay so we can keep uh, no no you can keep with my birthday i don't want to cut it, it short well, keep with your birthday <laughs> I, i'm getting getting kicked off the air <laughs> okay so no, you were kicking yourself off yeah yeah because i didn't know because i'm a little stoned i've been drinking and I'm very happy. Excuses, excuses. Excuses. <laughs> so, yes, go ahead. Well, I was asking you, like, what you feel you've learned in your 78 years. Do you have any words of wisdom to the young people or to your fellow older people about life or love? 
You know, from what I can see, um, we haven't learned much, really. But have you yeah. learned anything? Have I? I have not, you know. <laughs> you haven't learned much either. I haven't learned much either. What I've learned is that I really don't know shit. Well, that's something. Yeah. Because that, when that you're young, you usually that think I you know. know it all. So that makes me a little, you know, hard-headed. Hard-headed to think you know everything? <laughs> yeah, right. No, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, to, to use what you need in the world. Uh, and that's with your personality, too, you know. Con men are great. Con men... I was going to say, <laughs> yes. you are a master con man in a way because no. you never directly answer a question. No, I always do. I, I do. But I really, it's I okay. Don't. I do. I have yeah. to go in circles <clears throat> with you, and, and that's okay. Uh, so, no, I, I, I have learned so much that I, at this point, don't know anything. Yeah. I don't know what's true. Well, you know that you enjoy that's telling stories. Yeah, yeah, those are stories. I don't know if you like to hear stories. Yeah, well, I like, well, I good, so. I like to hear good stories. And do you feel, because enjoyment of stories is, of course, a universal human quality. We're not all great storytellers, but everyone likes to hear a good story. And lately, people are just making up stories and pawning them off as truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitler did that, too. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> when I said lately, but people have always done yeah, that. Yeah, always, always. Haven't you learned? Or what have you learned? And why do you want to be a part of it? Why be a part of it? Then you know what? If you're not a part of it, uh, you'll be able to fucking drink, smoke, take drugs, do all of that stuff, and then get to be almost 80. Well, and maybe really, more. <laughs> you, your work as a publisher which I would say really kind of crystallized when you were publishing reader-written magazines. It was a harbinger of social media. And your main idea was to let the readers tell their stories. Without In their own words, without interference. Though, I guess you'd choose stories to run. Yeah, I mean, if we had three shit stories, we'd you run one run of them. All the shit I wouldn't stories. run all the shit it's stories. That's a lot of shit. Yeah, that's a lot of shit to be running. So, so then you find yourself in this world, kind of gradually, I guess, although in a way, all of a sudden, where. Yes, it's all reader-written, and everyone is telling yes. their own story. So you're meeting all the people that you've never met before. It's freaking you out. Ooh. It's freaking you out. These are your neighbors. They're murderers. They're, they're religious fanatics. They're, they got all these stories except being humans and understand that we need to share. We need to share the air, the city. We need to share our wealth from our heart. We need to share, mm. you know. And if we don't, uh, you know, then you're out in the other world. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's where you are. You don't have to share. You can, don't, don't have to share anything. 
Don P. says, happy birthday, sir. Oh, well, thank you. How do you feel about being called sir? You know, um, you know, sir is good. I mean, sir is okay. Uh, who, who calls me? Nobody calls me sir. And I don't like sir. Well, Don just did. Okay. Captain. Call me captain. And Melinda says, happy birthday, Max. Hi, and, Erica. Oh, Erica. Right. Erica. <laughs> and AKA. And she says she has a very high sex drive, just so we know. Well, we know that. And Michael D. says, hello, do you have beautiful stilettos tonight? And I actually do. So should I show them? Sure. Okay, so let's see. My stilettos. First of all, here's (laughs) me. And I'm going to put this down a bit. Can I show my stilettos? I have a bodysuit on, so I'm not too worried about showing anything that I can't show but I don't know if my stilettos are there's a little bit of feather okay there we go there's my stiletto heel see right in your nostril okay Mm. and maybe the other one is better to show yeah, look at that. Here we go. There we go. There's the stiletto heel. I don't hear any applause. <laughs> See, we don't have an applause department. We have to oh. clap for ourselves. My stilettos, thank you. Uh, tonight I'm not really walking on them. I'm just wearing them while I sit down. I actually walk in flat shoes these days, and I wear stilettos for sitting and lying down. Donald M. says wisdom. So he thinks that something you said, I guess, was wise, Donald M. thinks. Yes. And Ronald L. says congratulations for your birthday, and so does Michael R. And so, parting words. Parting words. Um, uh, Birthday uh, words. Parting words is the goal of anything in, in your life is the journey. How do you feel every day? How yeah. do you feel? Are you, are you down in the dumps? Are you hurting? Uh, what's going on? You know? Absolutely. So, um, Capitalism is, is always about having a goal that's ahead of you. I, listen, I hardly make any money here like any of us. And yet, I feel wealthy. I feel good. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to live in an environment of... Uh, searching to surround yourself with good. Who's like that? You know, mm. surround yourself with good things. And good things are not necessarily the church or the community or la familia. Eh? Or material things. <laughs> yeah, or material things. Those that know. Yeah. The journey. Every day you go to bed. Maybe you got some. You know, by the way, I just want to say that one of the things that I loved about publishing then. The hippie girls. 
the hippie girls and the marijuana and the coke and the oh man so much sex around <laughs> yeah it was beautiful it was very nice was very sexual nice. revolution yeah yeah you were nice. a big part of it i was a big part at least of that little part of the revolution well, which was the big. 60s and 70s yeah. that was the revolution yeah, it was uh, it was uh, of course the guy from playboy and penthouse and then there was uh, al goldstein mm -hmm. he fought many many battles uh, you know, they would mail him his magazine from uh, from some place in Pennsylvania and have him arrested and extradited. Well, and you've outlived them all. I have. Is uh, Hustler's guy? He's he dead. just passed away. Oh wow! Larry wow. Flint. Larry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few months ago. Yeah. We talked about him. Yeah. 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 Maybe there's another one that I'm not thinking of, but Hefner is there's gone, Guccione is gone, yeah, yeah. Larry Flynn is gone, Al I, Goldstein is gone. I, Guccione, I looked, like, looked up to him as a god. I had this little newspaper and he had this big fucking magazine. And but he wasn't, not immortal. No, and he was a very nice man with a very deep voice. And the first time I met him was in a, a little hotel room in Beverly Hills and he was there with his daughter. Right. And by mistake, his PR people uh, put us and said, yes, go over and interview him. Mm. And so we went over to interview him. Make a long story short, it was a great interview, funny story, but I can't tell it now. I met him many years later at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And I went up to his suite and there were like 10 people in there and Bob, yeah, and it was all very mechanical, all very corporate, very well done, but ultimately it doesn't really help you, you got to have a good journey almost every day, yeah. drop out, <clears throat> I love you and listen in, Ooh. yeah, and next week, yeah, yeah, you're gonna you can finish it, sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, darling. Because I haven't completely dropped out. Okay. I am still here. Yeah, well, I was going to turn it over to I, in a way, have dropped out from <laughs> the rat race to some degree. <laughs> and that is to a large extent. There's less rats. Because of my captain, who chases the rats off the ship and keeps our ship spick and span and with great people. And I love being your first mate. Thank you, and I love having you. And your admiral. Yeah, I take yeah, both roles, yeah. you know. And a, a clear warning. <laughs> it's like, I want to sound like a, a right winger, but don't tread on me. Who? Who are you talking to? Just the world. Don't tread on me. Oh. Don't try to okay. hurt me. I'll, I'll put this back to no, you. No, no, I'm done. I'm done. No, no, I'm no, done. no. You Hi. need to talk about what you uh, mean no, by I, don't I, tread I, I'm on done. me. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. I'm done. I said just like a right winger. Don't tread on me. I can do this. <laughs> I thought for a minute that okay. was aimed, okay, at my stiletto heels. 
but it was, that was earlier. Don't tread on me. So I uh, only tread consensually on people, and so I don't tread on Captain Max. But I, anyway, I love him, I love you. <laughs> you know, it's like we're having a gangbang. Yeah, people. Me and all of you. So we have come to the end of our show, but it's not the end of Max's birthday because we are going to celebrate all weekend and week and really through November and really all through life because every day is precious. And we're also celebrating the Bonobo Way every day, but it is the seventh anniversary, lucky seven. So this might be something for you to share this holiday season, and it is all about sharing. And you can learn how to be more bonobo and be bonobo friendly, go bonobos in bed, and create your own bonoboville and save the bonobos because they're highly endangered. So you want to help Lolia Bonobo and the Bonobo Conservation Initiative and some others that you'll find on our site. And you can release your inner bonobo swing like a bonobo and yeah they like gangbangs they like sex and they've never been seen killing each other in the wild or captivity they fight sometimes you know fighting is what we do we primates but they don't seem to take it to that next level that is literally killing us us humans and they also seem to know how to share and not be greedy. And of course, they don't own property. <laughs> that is one of our problems. But that's for another show. In the meantime, make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight. Even if that someone is you. I love you. And I love Captain Max. Happy birthday! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Miss Maxie. Captain Max, Prince Max, and Mr. Kiss. Yeah, we
talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else, you can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience, or a combination. My world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role-play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.